You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. <laughs> Have you ever lost sleep because of a bad breakup? <laughs> Don't leave me. Have you ever got so confused about what you want to do with your life and your career? <laughs> I know I have. But don't worry about it. Everybody goes through that, including celebrities. This is That 20 Show. Hey guys, my name is Ken Wazman. Welcome back to my podcast, That 20 Show. If you've been listening to the podcast from the start, you would know it sounds dramatic and depressing, but it's not that depressing, guys. It's just about getting celebrities on the show so that we can relate to their lives as well. Like, oh my God, they went through this in their 20s too. And this girl on the show on today's episode, she is like the dreamiest girl in Malaysia lah. You know, like once upon a time, <laughs> people would watch all these football shows. Men would, you know, talk about, oh yeah, this person in football, ni 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 ni. But this girl has changed the game. Now, guys, when they watch all these football shows, which she's anchoring, they don't care about the players anymore. They just care about the host because she's so beautiful. <laughs> But sorry to break it to you guys, she's married already. Ah, huh? just cut the knot recently, actually. So <laughs> you've got the ring already. Your chances are gone, guys. I'm talking about Reem Shawa, one of my closest friends from Astro Radio. Hi, Reem. Kianu, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this with you. I'm kind of scared because I don't know what kind of questions you're gonna ask, Kafi. This should be interesting. Okay, the first question is for the EPL. Uh, let me check. Okay, EPL. The thing is, aku tak tengok bola kan, so I can't even, <laughs> I can't even go to <laughs> <in> a question. <laughs> Reams, knowledge of football. You can right? just ask, what's your favorite team? What's your favorite? Okay, of course, of course. What is your favorite team, Reams? Okay, tak kau cuba tak tahu, Kianu. You know that, right? There you go, current defending champion, so the best. That means it's been a good year for Reem because it's been a good year for Liverpool. Correct. You know, I mean, 2020 hasn't been great for anybody, I don't think, on any scale. But like the fact that I got married this year, Liverpool won the league. You know, I don't have much to complain about. I mean, these things happen once in a lifetime, right? So yeah. And I'm glad that the year is ending already. We're gonna see if 2021 is gonna be different or is it gonna be another crappy year? Yeah, but hopefully, Janu, with you keeping us all company and entertained, you get us through the motions, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that. And on this episode, of course, as always, we'll be talking about your 20s. So we've got Reem this episode to tell us if her 20s was glamorous or actually, oh my God, Keanu, you know, I had to go, go through this. Oh my God, this rejection over here. This boyfriend dumped me and made me feel like this, you know. So let's go with the good parts first, okay? Because now, or perhaps all this while, Reem is that picture-perfect social media personality. Like. You see all her pictures, always, you know, with very glamorous, you know, always wearing the nicest clothes, going to the most beautiful places in the world. So what was the most beautiful parts of your 20s that you can share with us? I mean, if you're talking about the highlight, and I think the one thing that definitely kicked all this off for me, no pun intended, you know, with the whole football team, but I think it really started when, um, okay, initially, that time I was just a broadcast journalist. And I felt like, mm, I'm not really going anywhere with this, so maybe I'll try corporate because I also took PR as my degree. And then I was working for a bank for about a year and was like, okay, this is 100% not wrong. <laughs> I thought you were lucky because I applied for a job at ESPN at that time. They had an office here in Malaysia. I think their headquarters was in Singapore, but they had an office here. They had a few programs that was produced here in Malaysia and they were looking for an assistant producer. And so I thought, okay, lah, with my broadcast journalism background back in SV7, I thought, okay, maybe I can do this. You know? So I applied for the job, went for the interview, and then they were like, hmm, your CV looks all right. And you, you, you know, speak well and you look 
great for the camera. Why don't you audition? And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I cannot. I, I've never done this before. Like, I've never presented. I've been reporting, but it's very different, right? Daniel, I mean, have you done both sides? Like, have you reported and have you presented? You haven't done reporting I've, I've only presented, not reported. But the thing is, I'm a bit surprised right now. The fact that Reem, with her gorgeous face, with her amazing interpersonal skills, she went there to apply for an assistant producer position. You should have went there and said... I want to be an anchor on ESPN, you know. I'm Reem Shawa. But surprisingly, that was not the case. No, I was kind of shy, to be fair. And like, I never thought like being in front of the camera was a job for me. I mean, as far as reporting goes, it's okay. Like, you know, just asking people questions like that. You know, I thought that was as far as I would do uh, in front of the camera. But then when they asked me to audition, I was like, I'm not prepared. I didn't rehearse. I didn't do anything, right? I didn't even come with a jacket. So how am I going to do this? And they were like, oh, it's okay. Just be yourself. You know, we've got a few lines for you. Just read it off the prompter. We'll see how you do, okay? So I did the audition. And honestly, I thought I screwed up because I have never done this before. I was so nervous. And then a week later, ESPN called me back. And they were like, oh, congratulations. You got the job. And I was like, oh, it's an assistant producer. And they were like, no, it's our anchor, our youth anchor for Sports Center. Oh <laughs> I'm not sure if you've heard of Sports Center. I have, okay. I might not watch football, but my father did. So, I mean, it was on. <laughs> yeah, but then, see, Rin is like the, this generation yeah. of Paula Malai Ali. La. Would you agree with that? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish, I wish. I love her, by the way. I love Paula Malai. She was like one of my role models. Right. And um, so, yeah, that was how it all started, you know, on ESPN. And then they closed down, unfortunately, after a year. So, I moved on to Astro Super Spotlight after that, right? But I guess I would say, like, you're asking me, like, what was the like, pivotal moment in your 20s? It was definitely that because it changed my whole life. It changed my whole direction. You know, I thought I was just going to be like a reporter, a producer. I knew I'd be in broadcasting in this industry somehow, but I always thought I'd be behind the scenes because I was just a bit like shy at that time. Like I was so young then, right? And then this is where my career has brought me today. So it's awesome. But you always knew you wanted to be in sports, is it? Not specifically sports. I mean, I didn't really know what I wanted, right? I mean, I knew I wanted to be in broadcasting. I knew I wanted to be in front of affairs because I loved the news and I wanted to always be the one to bring people the latest updates. I wanted to bring breaking news. I wanted to make a difference lot per se in people's lives at that time. I never thought sports, although my family was huge on sports, right? So I always grew up watching sports, whether it was tennis, Formula One, football. We watched an array of sports together as a family, especially my mom. She's huge sports nut. Like, I think I got it from her. But I never really saw myself in sports per se. I mean, I guess at that age, even when you're young, you don't even know like all the different little, little jobs that are available, Ken. Like, you're just like, oh, I want to be a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah. Always like the, the big things, but there's so many right. small, small things that you could become. So obviously sports wasn't like, I wanted to be a sports journalist or anchor. It was just more like, yeah, I wanted to become something in the media industry. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to write, produce news pieces or become a foreign correspondent. But it was cool that it just ended up that way. And it so happened I had the knowledge of sports where it helped. Because if I mm-hmm. were to simply simply at the sports just because I feel like, yeah lah, I think I can adapt in anywhere media. I mati. I'd probably be a janitor yeah, in yeah. the sports department. That would probably be a, a job that <laughs> would open up for me. But to be a no, an anchor in sports, I don't think I can. But I guess yeah, it makes sense because you said that since you were small, you did consume a lot of sports anyway. So like long term, right? Does Reem see herself elsewhere? Maybe like, I just want to be a beauty pageant, you know, I want to host a beauty pageant instead of like sports. Because aku dah malas dengan semua ni. Okay, to be fair, I did 
always wanted to try to like dabble in a bit of entertainment and a bit of lifestyle. And I wouldn't say that's out of the picture yet. I mean, you never know, right? But I'm obviously not in my 20s anymore. That's why we're talking about my 20s now, right? Hard to believe, but okay. (laughs) So it's not really the time to be experimenting much, I guess. But then like, no, the pageantry never really interested me in that sense about, I'm short. I'm super short, right? So I always grew up thinking like that world is just so far beyond me and I would never qualify for anything related to that. So I thought like, maybe entertainment. I thought entertainment was something that I would, would love to have tried or maybe still try in the future. Who knows? I see Reem as like an e-presenter or something. Hey guys, it's Reem Shawa and here are the latest news. So Keanu Reeves just got toppled down by Keanu Asman. Keanu Asman is now the guy in The Matrix for the latest installment. Let's check it out on E! News. Oh my god, Reem, I can see you doing that. That'll be the thing. Oh my god. <laughs> I can see you doing that. I can see you doing The Matrix. <laughs> this face is so cool. not E! News friendly though, unfortunately. I've been to an audition for E! before. I'm just going to tell you that. And you're like, no. <laughs> I've never been to an E! audition. I'd be too intimidated, I think. It's, it's like okay. a whole other level, can you are being spotted already. Is it? They're like, we're going to wait for the right time. Keanu Azman, you go in front of the office already, in front of the producer, handing a showreel over. Sorry, no, you know. Okay, but back then, when you were in your 20s, how were you like when you were ecstatic about something compared to now in your 30s? I think we go through a different, you know, way of expressing our joy, right? For you, how was it like back then? I mean, definitely, because you had a lot less experiences in your 20s, right? So, of course, any little thing that happens, any little update, you'll be, like, super excited, right? But as you grow older, you experience more, you see the world more. And I guess also in a sense that you have experienced more highs and more lows. So, I think now when you are faced with a... I mean, of course, good news is always good news. Like like you said, maybe the reaction is like, you know, you're in your 30s now. You're more mature, right? So, of course, now much of the excitement's a bit like toned down. It's more graceful, I would say. Reem is always graceful, guys. Reem is always graceful. Me and the rest of the Astro Radio team, especially Kalista. If you're watching this, Kalista, we always have this talk about Reem Tao. We're like, Reem is always classy, right? Even in the most chaotic situation, you will see Reem like this. Ya Allah, what's happening too? Scary, right? Well, me, I'm like, Ya Allah, oh my God. Let's say tiba-tiba di lada tsunami ke depan kita. I would be the one macam like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Tsunami! Let's run! And Rim is like, Oh my god, kecap, I'm going to grab my Gucci. One sec, one sec. Oh my god, my Balenciaga. Hey, Jake. Ah, that's Rim. So it makes sense how you express your excitement pun very coming, eh? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say that about me though. They say that I'm very calm. Even like when there's a lot of chaos that's happening around me, I can be very calm. I don't know. I think because like, I think about the situation and then I react. I'm not like a, React I mean, first thing later. You, you are the other way around. You exactly. first react after. Yes. When you were excited also, you were not very like, Oh my God! I mean, I would say when I was younger, a bit more lah. Okay, and you know what? Like, when we are younger, we don't really see how we can transition into something else. I don't know if you've realized this or not. But when I was younger, Jake, younger. But I'm only 20 plus. Oh my God, how old are you, Daniel? <laughs> Seriously. I'm age 75 actually. Hence why I'm talking based on my mental age. <laughs> I remember when I was like 19, 18 an adult told me this like, Keanu, you're so hyper where do you get all your energy? and then someone said he's only 18 wait till he gets older and I was like no this is gonna be me till I'm 50 well, who's laughing now? I'm already 23 but I already like toned down sikit however crazy I am now this is a toned down version from 3 years ago or 4 years oh my god wow thank god I didn't meet you that day <laughs> 
It would have been so I mean, like, exhausting. I love, I love your energy. Trust me, I did not love my energy once upon a time. It was too much even for myself. <laughs> I was like, dude, dude, relax, relax, you know? So what about when you were sad? Do you go through a different way of dealing with emotions back then? I must say when I was sad, I've always been a thinker. Maybe later on, I'll tell you a bit more about the story. But like, yeah. I do remember at a point where I was really sad. Like, I probably didn't get out of bed for days. I didn't eat for days. You know, I mean, I just ate what I had to love. But you know, Michelle, you have no appetite. You're just stuck in bed. You're depressed. I managed to talk myself out of that. Even in that situation, I was like, look, Green, this is your life you're talking about. Like, it's either you step up and make something out of this, learn something out of this, or just throw everything away, lah. everything that you worked so hard for. Because this was in the midst of my career progressing. You know, I mean, it was after ESPN. It was when I just started asking this but a lot of things were happening then and I was like look you know you either like give it all out and just yeah be depressed and viral or use this opportunity to become better and actually it did because I focused on my career and I thank God for my career because if I didn't have what I did then which was this show called Football Overload which required you to be super crazy every week I had to just leave all my worries at the door literally once the camera switched on I just had to be happy right like it was one of those things but it was easy to do because it was almost like a switch and I feel like that helped me so much because sometimes like you have to just take it until you make it right like so no matter how sad you are but you keep laughing smiling and like it's sort of like you trick your body that helps that is an interesting point that's something I really wanted to know from you as well because people who do live shows especially people don't really know what's at the back of your mind or what happened to you right before the cameras started rolling do you remember any instances where you know yep. You just knew you couldn't, like, no, not today. It's a crazy day for me. I'm going to have to do a live show after this and be very crazy on screen. And yet this happened. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as I was referring to that time when I got really depressed, it was when I was dating this guy. You know, he was my world love. He was like my first true love at that time. I was, what, 21, 22? We were together for about two years. You know, so long term relationship. And of course, I saw myself, you know, being with this guy because we had so much in common. And honestly, like, I just thought he was like my soulmate, you know, like, I just thought this was it for me, right? And I was so in love. And then something sort of happened with his family. And then he said something like, oh, I have to leave the country. And, you know, I can't be in Malaysia anymore or something like that. Um, so he finds he did go back and forth out of Malaysia and at that time obviously the relationship was really rocky and then he just broke up with me and one day he came back and said oh I'm engaged to someone from another country you know what I mean like I was like excuse me when did this happen you know what I mean so it was devastating because yeah, I was really into this guy and I just felt like, you know, I feel I never fully recovered from that relationship until like much later on. So that was how much it really, really hit me. Hold up, um, he came back and told you he was engaged. That time you broke up already, right? No, I mean, we were rough. You know, we oh weren't really sure the perfect anymore, but we didn't officially break up yet. We're still sort of like, where's this going? I'm not sure, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then yeah, he just breaks the news that he was already engaged with somebody else. Crazy, oh, really? Oh my God. Oh, that was so bad. Crazy. I've never tried so hard in my life to get your heart broken at that age, right? When you're just starting out your career and all that. It's just like, oh, it's so much to deal with. I know. And the more naive we were, the more it affects us actually because we feel like, what's happening? You know, we don't have like a damage control mode or whatever. It's like, crap, yeah. my life is ending. Okay, and I also know that incidents like this, it can take a toll yeah. on you a bit delayed, you know, like traumas or whatever could build up later. Maybe like years later or something, something mm -hmm. triggers bad memories and then the real deal comes. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Something similar happened to you. A hundred percent. I mean, from this same relationship, I had the trauma in 
my future relationship because I think what happened was for the longest time, I just kept comparing every guy that I dated after to him, you know? Because like I said, this guy was like so-called perfect for me at that time, right? I thought he was perfect. He picked all the right boxes. So I felt like I had this checklist where like every guy had to be like this, this, this. You know, if he didn't speak well enough, if he wasn't very ambitious or if he wasn't very smart or whatever or funny, then I'll just be like, yeah, and then the relationship just didn't work out. So if the relationship didn't work out, it always went back to like, yeah, it wasn't like him before, you know, it wasn't like my ex. And then, uh-huh. and then like you said, like that's when you start crying again and you're not crying because of the guy you just broke up with. You're still crying about that guy from like years ago and that's not happening so because of that it affected my personal relationship i would say like for the longest time until and honestly i'm not even trying to like say anything but it was when i met jake my current husband he was like the first guy that i never compared to my ex so you can imagine how long it was that i just kept comparing men and then i realized like all my relationships are not working not because of the guy but because of me because i'm ruining the relationship because i keep comparing them to this i don't know idea in my head right it's, it's a cause and effect yeah. kind of so thing that, I think. it's psychological right he caused it it was his fault from the get-go. But because we built yeah. that trauma in us, eventually we brought yeah. that emotional baggage to our future relationships and all that. And then you will reach a point you're like, what am I doing? These people are not that bad. Exactly. These people are not here. Exactly. Why am I doing this to myself? So w- what have you learned from that? Was there anything you, um, that you wish you did differently so that people listening now will not repeat your mistake too? Of course. I think, I mean, if I could tell my younger self or if I could tell my future kids in the future, it would be like, I mean, at that age, you're not meant to like, find the one i mean people who do then great on them you know like i know people who marry their high school sweethearts people they meet in college which is great but then i feel like you should love yourself first i feel like i put too much importance on him i was like he is so perfect he's my world he was everything you know but like what about me like i didn't think of myself i didn't love myself as much as i should have and because i gave too much away too soon that it just broke me and then it took me so long to recover so yeah the advice would be like you know at the end of the day you need to find yourself know your worth know your value before giving yourself away and you know what on this note about self-love if I remember correctly once upon a time I thought it was a bullcrap thing you know I was like what do you mean self-love you know I love myself that's what I told myself that's what I thought I had but I guess you need to go through things like this traumatizing situations where you know you give a lot of yourself to someone else then you're gonna realize now yeah. I need to reach that self-love and that's why Selena yeah. Gomez was smart enough to come out with a song I needed to lose you to find me so Selena we agree with you <laughs> We've been through it ourselves. Oh, we are not exaggerating. That is, it's a bit. When it first mm-hmm. came out, I, was like, I felt that I wish I had that song when I was younger. Like a song like that would have really helped because you know I don't feel like a lot of young girls have that self awareness. Yeah. Sort of like, look, you know, there's only so much I should be able to take, or so much that a guy can do to me before I walk away. Even when he's engaged, I thought there was something wrong with me. You know what I mean? Like you put the blame on yourself, but it's not you. At the end of the day, it was him. But it takes a while to realize that. And that's why yeah. when guys cheat or whatever or a partner cheats, I don't want to generalize here. Lah. I mean, I, again, like what you said just now, we tend to blame ourselves. You know, like, oh God, what did I do wrong? Padahal, you know, mm-hmm. it's terang-terang that it could be your partner's fault. But we learn from mistakes yeah. anyway. And about the whole we get calmer as we age kind of thing, for me, what calmed me down more in the past one year, I would say, is that I read more. The more I read, I feel more calm. So for Reem Shahwa, what was the most effective thing that made you more calm or grounded and not get infected too much by nonsense in this world? The media. When I say media, I mean things like books music, TV series, movies, you know, like things like that. I feel, I think you can learn a lot. I mean, 
this is if you're watching the right things, lah, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Choosing the right subject, so things like that really help me shape my opinions as well. And definitely, as I've grown older, it's become more things like yoga and meditation, which are very typical oh. answers. But you'll be surprised at how much those things really help. You need to like just be present in the moment, and I think that's what helps you calm. I feel like anxiety and nervousness, all these things, stem from when you worry too much about things that haven't even happened yet, right? Or things that you think might go wrong. But I think if you just take in the moment, appreciate it, and just be yourself, it'll be okay. Like, yeah, that's like the best way to calm down. And when you said that yoga and meditation, you know, people might not believe that it works, but it works. Actually, it's like speaking directly to me. When I had an anxiety issue as well, but when I did it, actually, it's true. It does come. You know, breathing techniques, things like that. You might yes. think it's absurd, but when you do it, it reduces it. Of course, it's not magic. It's not like you do yoga, the anxiety goes away. Every human being gets anxious over different things at different parts of our lives. Correct. Even the pettiest of things sometimes, right? So, okay, Reem is now happily married to Jake. You are more stable than some parts of your 20s in which we all know, like, in our 20s, hardly we are stable. Financially unstable, mentally unstable, and the list goes on, right? Anything you want to tell all the young girls specifically out there, you know, to live their lives as simple but blissful as possible? Like I said, I mean, always know yourself for it. I think, you know what, like younger kids today, I would say, are with the internet and all that and they are exposed to so many things. So I feel like I'm proud. I'm proud of the young girls that I see because I see they're very confident and I do hope that translates to like inner confidence as well and that I hope that they do you know, with role models like Selena Gomez and all that as well, that they, they do value themselves before anything else. But also, I mean, you know, you were saying like, okay, la, in our 20s, we're so unstable. We're trying to figure things out. But that's the best time to do it, you know? I feel like in your 20s, when you should try to experiment with as many things as possible, whether that's being adventurous, doing outdoor stuff, or whether it's with your career. I think we're quite lucky because we sort of, you know, felt earlier on what we wanted to do and we continue to do it. Even like you, Rekin, like you knew you always wanted to be in uh, the entertainment industry, become a host. Right, and that's where you are now. But <laughs> there you go. You had goals from young, you know, but not everyone knows what they want to do in life, right? So I feel like this is the best time for and when this thing you don't like right now, it's okay because at least you know you don't like it and then you'll move on to something else that hopefully you'll find your passion in. So yeah, make as many mistakes at this age. Just have fun. Just enjoy the journey because when you're in your 30s, it's just like, it's very calm. <laughs> but it's fun too. I mean, it's a different yeah. kind of fun. Reem. Wow, thank you so much, Reem. Bye, Kenu. Take care.